Why, hello, you beautiful fucking people. My name's Bobby Davis, and welcome to my podcast, My Effin' Life, or the unabbreviated version, My Fucking Life. Now, this is a comedic podcast telling stories of my woes involving alcohol consumption, and some not. Uh, uh, stuff that's happened to me and growing up uh, through the high school days, uh, through my military days, which is anybody who's in the military knows those days are always fun-filled with alcohol consumption. And then there's the days after the military, my band days, and, and as I grew up. So hope you guys sit back and enjoy. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to it and enjoy uh, my effing life. And the first episode, The Gordo Files. And story time begins. So where I'm from, it's a little small town in, in Florida, South Florida, called Naples. Well, it's not small. Um, it's grown exponentially, like tenfold, since I graduated in 91. So as 91, I just said, you know what? I'm going to join the United States military. I'm going to continue a family tradition of serving our country. So here I go, join the Air Force, fly out from Miami all the way to Texas. And, of course, when you get to basic training, everything changes. Uh, you're pretty much you're, you're knocked down to like a nothing and you build yourself up. So uh, generally at that time, um, I get to basic training on Thanksgiving. So they take us and they feed us Halloween, I mean, uh, Halloween, wow, I'm not even drunk yet. Um, they feed us our Thanksgiving dinner and then they settle us into our dorm. So um, my journey started then on Thanksgiving. So generally at the time, basic training was about six weeks. But because I got there during the holidays with Christmas and Thanksgiving and New Year's, it was extended about a week and a half. So I was there for seven and a half weeks. So, uh, of course, um my job when I joined was a more systems operator. So my school was in an even smaller place called uh, Fort Devens, Massachusetts, which is an army base, which is uh, nestled. Uh, it's near Boston, Massachusetts, but it's near Wooster and Livista, as, as they would say. And, and the, uh, the locals would say, uh, so I graduate from basic training on my birthday, which is January 15th. So, um, we we fly out that ne- the next day January 16th we fly out we are, we had orders to fly out and um for for my school so we fly out of of Texas San Antonio Texas straight to um Boston Massachusetts Logan Airport so of course we get there and generally they uh, for for people going uh, military going to Fort Devens um, they would you know they'd have special transportation um, like a cab where you would pay a flat rate and it would take us there so they didn't have anything so they offered us a fucking uh, a limo so of course I'm not 21 the guy that I graduated with that was going to school was 21 so this dude's allowed to fucking drink but they wouldn't let him drink because he was in uniform and he knew he was going to school. So here we are, loaded up on a fucking a, a limo, thinking I'm king shit, going to a place I know nothing about. This time I'm going to be there for about six months. And so here we are, we pull up, we get into uh, good old Fort Devens, Massachusetts, which is a really small base, old, old, old army base. And we pull up to hear the dorms. And this is where my life changed, where I met who became a really close friend, a brother, a mentor. 
And uh, we always called him Gordo, but his, his name was John Stanley Gordon, but everyone called him Stan. And uh, this dude from Alabama, he was a, it was a roll, t- roll Tide guy. And unfortunately, we, this last year, we lost him. So uh, rest in peace, my brother. Um, so here we are. We're getting our stuff. We get our, our green bags, and we're, we're, you know, we have our orders. We have our packets. Anybody that's in the military knows that when you walk into a dorm or something, there's something called a CQ. And there is all these people hanging around there, and there's the uh, the desk sergeant who, at the time, his name was uh, Sergeant Smith, who comes out to be I thought was a real big cocksucker at the time. And so here I am. There's a bunch of people around there, and the one person that's there is Stan, good old Gordo. So Gordo looks at me. He's like, "Dude, we're we're going to get you situated into a dorm room." And then I'm gonna, he goes, "I'll take you and show you around the base." Well, what I didn't know is his way of showing me around to the base was taking me to the fucking bowling alley. So as we're getting in, getting settled in, and and I, I'm meeting a couple people. A girl that I went to high school with was actually there at the time, and but she was getting ready to leave and go to, like, Alaska. So I knew someone there, and then, it, I mean, it was kind of cool knowing somebody, but... Um, I was like meeting new friends and there he was Gordos, good old Stan. So Stan, we get our dorm room set up and, um, here I am. I'm only 19 years old. I had just graduated basic training on my birthday the day before rolled up to good old Fort Devens, Massachusetts in a limbo and a limo. And I'm thinking I'm cool as shit. And let's face it. Look, I needed after all that time, all I wanted was a fucking beer. I wanted to relax, but I'm not old enough. So here we go. We pull up and then Stan, as we're getting set up, I'm getting my stuff. And he's like, look, uh, I got there on a Friday night. Um, so nothing was going to, I wouldn't process in till the following Monday. But, you know, we still had our desk sergeant and the CQ, uh, which is generally like people like airmen uh, um, that were, con- you know, uh, in the dorms. And that was part of our duty uh, while we were there. So um, he gets me settling in. He's like, look. He goes, what's your name? I was like, Bobby. He's like, my name's Stan, but everyone calls me Gordo. And I was like, hey, nice to meet you. So it was cool to meet somebody right away. So, And he's like, look, here's the deal. Um, I'm not going to show you around the base. I'm going to take you to one spot. And I was like, what's that? He's like, well, it's $5 pitcher beers at the bowling alley. Everyone's going. And he goes, you're, and I was like, dude, I'm only 19. He's like, dude, that doesn't fucking matter. So we get settled in. Here I go to the bowling alley, and I had to go in uniform because I wasn't because they did it in phases, sort of, so to speak. So I was so if I wanted to go anywhere on base until I reached a certain phase, I had to go in my uniform. So here I am in my dress blues, walking to uh, walking because I couldn't even drive in a vehicle at the time. So here we are, where and which really wasn't far. So walking to um, the bowling alley. And there I met a lot more friends, and they didn't even card me. So here I am with a fresh shaved head. Uh, my hair is finally starting, not really growing out, because they kept your everyone kept your hair short. And here I am, because of this dude, I proceeded to get drunk off my ass. Nonstop, drunk off my ass. And because it's $5 pictures. And we had that basic training money, so I had a little bit of money. And... So I was like, hey, I'm buying pictures. So, I mean, multiple times I just threw money. And I was like, keep them coming till we all pass out or throw up and then stop bringing them. So here I was, I, you know, it had been like six, seven weeks since I had a beer. And I was just having fun. I'd meet new friends. And here's Stan. He's like, man, I think we're going to get along just fine. 
And uh, so pulling out of clothes is I can't even ride in a taxi cab. So here I am, have to march back to the dorm room to get in. So you walk in and then there's the CQ. Then, you know, you had the check in. Then you could go to your dorm room. So as I walk in, who's there? This cocksucker, Sergeant Smith. And he looks at me and he's like, Airman Davis, where have you been? And I was like, I've been with the guys at the bowling alley. He's like, you've been drinking, haven't you? And I was like, oh, no, I'm not old enough, sir. And of course, at the time, you're not thinking, look, he can smell this shit on me. He's like, Airman, I have a feeling I have to keep my eye on you because I know you've been drinking. So I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. First day out, because you, you weren't considered in the real Air Force until you, or real military until you got your first duty station. So I was six and a half months away from that. So I'm like, man, I am screwed fucking from day one. So day one, my imperson, this guy's impersonation, the person, this guy's feeling on me is that here's a fucking little young underage drinking airman who's who's not going to last very long uh, in the military. He's going to get messed up, you know, drunk all the time and he's going to cause trouble. So I'm like, oh, after this, and I was like, so he literally escorted me to my room. I get in there, lock the door, and before I lock the door, he's like, Airman, I know you've been drinking, I'm going to let this slide because I know you just got a basic and you're wanting to wind down and you're beating some people. So, I wake up, hungover the next day, and I'm like, and then Gordo comes by, he's like, hey, we're going to breakfast, you want to come to breakfast, we go to the chow hall, and uh, I think they call it the D-Fact now, it's called the chow hall. I mean, he's like, man, Sergeant Smith obviously has a, a big boner for you because he goes, you better watch it with him because he's going to fuck with you. So I'm like, oh, man, here we go. This is going to be a long six and a half months. So uh, every Friday we would always go to the bowling alley. Well, one time, this is like the first time I was able to leave base. We go out off base we get like a case of Lowenbrow, a case of Budweiser, and a, a a bottle of Captain Morgan's Spice Rum. So, but every time I was lucky, I would get back to the dorms. He would he stay, he lived in the dorms, but he would not be on CQ. It would be somebody else. And half the time, if you had another airman in there, it wasn't trying to rat you out or make you look bad. We would like just go check you in, you go. So I was able to get off base, and um. So I would go off base and we'd get drunk and uh, he'd always be suspicious that I I was drunk and I was underage and and this all happened every time with Cordo and that's why he's always the common factor in this stuff. So um, I got in trouble under suspicion of drinking underage so I lost my face so I had I, I literally couldn't leave the base. Well, one time there was a party off base. So what did I do? Stan packs my, holds my clothes for me. I say, I'm going to the bowling alley. I go to the bowling alley. He picks me up there because he, you know, he had, friends had vehicles. And there, and I change and I leave base, which is like a huge fucking no-no. So, but who ends up going to the bowling alley to check on me was Sergeant Cocksucker, as we'll call him. So he knows something's up. So here I am, I come back, I change into my uniform, I go into the fucking dorms, and who's sitting at CQ waiting for me? This fucking airman that got in trouble, that ratted me out, who was my my roommate, says, 
and Sergeant Cocksucker. And we'll, we won't talk about that airman. Fuck them. Fuck that motherfucker. So here we go. So he knows. He comes to me. He's like, Airman Davis, I'm going to escort you to your room and you're not to leave your room. And I was like, well, Sergeant Smith, I'm not even allowed to leave base. He's like, well, I know you left base. Uh, I can prove it. And I'm like, oh, okay, so, you know, sir, I, I apologize. If that's how you feel. So he fucking knew. And uh, so he escorts me to my room and he says, do not change out of your uniform. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So Stan fucking, who was next door to me, comes over. He's like, dude, um, you're probably fucked right now. I was like, what do you mean I'm probably fucked? He's like, he, I told you, he's gunning for you. He, rumor has it that uh, the airman that was downstairs on CQ ratted you out, said you went off base, and all that stuff. Stan's like, dude, I'm so sorry. I go, dude, fucking, what's the most they can do to me? Kick me out? And, you know, at the time, I didn't want that to happen, but... I was still kind of fucking drunk. You know, we had just had a case of Lowenbrow, Budweiser, and drank a half a bottle of Captain Morgan's Spice Rum. But I didn't want anybody else to get in trouble. So here I come. I'm sitting there, and it's like an hour later, and I'm about ready to fucking pass out. And there's a knock on my door. Here's Sergeant Smith with my first sergeant, my commander, and two MPs. Because I went on Army Base, or MPs. And I've been told that I have direct orders to go with these men. You know, I'm like, what the fuck? Shit's going down. Here I am. I'm about to be in deep fucking shit. So I go with these, with Sergeant Smith and these two MPs to the fucking police station on base. And they, I've been told that I've been, I'm being found guilty of underage drinking, leaving the base, violating orders I'm not being able to leave the base so here I have to go through and I have to do a breathalyzer and this is the old breathalyzer where you they gave you sat you down gave you this fucking tube with a mouthpiece and there's a little ball and a little fucking tube and you had to blow it and keep it above a certain height and so I it's a long story short he got what he fucking wanted I got busted I failed my breathalyzer go figure and he brings me back to the dorms. The first search there. The commander's there. Um, I'm being relieved to Sergeant Smith. Uh, being, I was told I had to go to the orderly room on that Monday to uh, be dealt with my punishment. But until then, I was under the careful eyes of Sergeant Cocksucker. So he's interviewing me about who supplied the alcohol because I was underage and of course I'm not going to fucking rat out my buddy so I didn't rat anybody out I told him what's up I said dude someone just, someone bought it I don't know who they were they bought it for me so they said I know you had more than I told him I, said, I just had a little bit of Captain Morgan they're like well what you what you blew on your breathalyzer says something fucking different so of course I failed it he, I mean, I'm under his watchful eye, and literally, I was not even allowed to leave the dorm, except I, I had to be escorted to the chow hall till Monday so I could eat and then come back. And even in the dorms, I had to be wearing at least my PT uniform. So, Monday comes around. I have to go to the orderly room. He escorts me to the fucking orderly room like I'm a criminal. And I have to go through all the stuff, all the findings that I failed my breathalyzer. Um... And I had to be confined to base. So I spent, I got up to what was called phase four. One more time, I started over and went all the way to phase four, literally by the same airman and the same dude, Sergeant 
cocksucker got busted for underage drinking again. Now this, of course, Gordo was involved. He felt bad. He wanted to take the rap. I was like, no, dude, you're getting ready to graduate. They might wash you back. And I'm like, I can't let that happen. So, of course, I'm like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So they, I was on the verge of being kicked out of the military for underage drinking a couple times. So pretty much I said, no, I admit I'm 100% at fault. This is my bad. 100, I, I want to be a good airman. I want to succeed. So pretty much I spent the rest of my fucking time confined to the base. I could not leave that base for like four and a half months. That was my fucking curse because a sergeant cocksucker and this airman twat waffle and you know Stan which is cool because when I got the Japan he was my sponsor so it continued there so um but no I spent four and a half about four and a half months confined to that base if I left the dorm rooms I had to wear a uniform if I had to go somewhere I had to have someone escort me because they were afraid that I would go off base somehow or go to the bowling I was not even allowed to the bowling alley uh, because especially on Fridays when they had $5 pitchers, it'd be funny because I would still drink like Stan would sneak in fucking bottles and I'd hide it. And I had a, at that time I had a, a room where it was just me. So I, you know, you could hide stuff in the rafters and, you know, so I would just get drunk in the fucking dorm room and he would hide the evidence for me because he was a couple doors down, but good old Stan, uh, the trouble he got me into. It's funny because we would always do that. We would get drunk, hungover. And he would always be like, dude, Bobby, we're going, we're going to church. We're going to confess our sins that uh, we got drunk. We shouldn't have done it. So that way, come Monday or the next week, we had a, a, a clean slate and, and we could go out and do it. And then as long as we went every Sunday. So he started making me go to church on Sundays over all this stuff. And, you know, I, I, I do miss him because he was the first guy that really uh, met me when I got to uh, introduce himself, when I got to Fort Devens, Massachusetts. And, and we all had the same circle of friends, and it was really great. I had a blast, and he was like a brother to me, and I do miss him dearly. And uh, and it carried on to Japan, and he was actually my best man when I got married. And he hated my, my ex-wife. I wish I would have listened to him. He literally didn't talk to me for a while because of that. So, But, uh, yeah, that is the story on the first episode of my effing life of the Gordo Files. So, you know, rest in peace, Stan. I miss you. I love you, brother. And wow, the drunken times we got into and the fun we had. So until next week or next episode, I'm sorry, you guys, uh, crack a beer open for me.